Welcome to Soul Searching Out Space, a space to remember who you truly are, who you came here to be, and what you came here to do. To be crystal clear going from black and white thinking to full color HD, working from the inside out, reclaiming your power, waking up to your inherent wholeness, aligning soul, heart, mind, and body. Hello and welcome to Soul Searching Dot Space. I am so honored to connect and be here with you. Thank you for tuning in to the very first episode. Let's dive in. This space is not about learning more. It's about unlearning and getting back to what is real and true for us. It's about discovering that you have all the answers within you. It's about understanding that what we are looking for is not outside of us, it's inside. It's about reclaiming our power, mastering and navigating our inner world so that our outer world reflects what's going on in our inner world. This space is really about healing the relationship with ourselves and how we relate to ourselves waking up to our inherent wholeness, reclaiming our power, releasing control and surrendering to trust, balancing the masculine and feminine energies, a space where we can coexist and co-create. It requires work, but when we do, that's when we collapse time and bend reality, taking inspired action rooted in our own sense of self-worth. The more we can see ourselves clearly, express ourselves fully, and belong to ourselves, the more we all get free. It means no longer letting the opinions of others hold us back from our highest potential. We are free. We are liberated. It's about our internal liberation and working from the inside out. It's about bridging the gap between our lower self and our higher self, having a healthy and loving relationship with the life inside of us, respecting and honoring the different aspects within us. In my experience, the outer world simply mirrors back to us how we are treating ourselves. If we want to know how we are treating our inner self, we can just look out into our outer world and see what is reflected back to us. And if we do not like what we see and want to create a change, then we must go inside and find out where we are treating ourselves in this in a way that is not in alignment with our true nature. By going inside, we are guided in how to care for, respect and be there for the self the way we need it. This is how we learn to love ourselves. It's about being what we are looking for. What is soul searching? Soul searching means to return to the center of our being, our true nature, 
our essence, coming home to ourselves. All of this is experienced in the center. When we are not in the center, we try to fit in. When we are in the center, we know we belong and all of us is welcome. It's remembering who we are before the world got its hands on us, unlearning all the things we took to be true, to go beyond our conditioning from black and white thinking to full color HD so we can fully live in alignment as our higher self. There's a quote I feel that really describes all of this in the most profound way. It's a quote, quote by Rumi. Your task is not to seek for love, but merely to seek and find all the bar barriers within you that you have built against it. This is a powerful quote and it reminds us that it all starts with us. We have the power within us. We must collect the separated parts of ourselves back and heal our fragmentation and become whole, creating a safe and compassionate connection to the life within us. What is the love that Rumi is talking about? It all depends on the meaning you attach to the word love. Love is so many things to so many different people. Love is knowing that we are connected to the very source of love and that we cannot lose it. It allows us to interact with other human beings in whatever way the moment calls forth without any concerns that we will be disliked or rejected. When we are truly and authentically expressing love as part of our true nature, we see that love does not belong to anyone, including ourselves. And we recognize that everyone around us is also manifestations of love. We know that it is not our duty to go around and love everyone, but to live in the presence of love so that others may also remember that they too are in the presence of love. Love is meant to be a beautiful force in our life, not the way we want to try and grab it to apply it in order to acquire something, but so that the whole of us, this very moment, is aware of it. A common belief is that to live in the essence, our true nature, is to have left the personality entirely behind. That is not the case since both personality and essence are integral part of each other. Two sides of the same coin, the whole self. Love is not blaming others, victim mentality, but taking responsibility and showing up and honoring ourselves. Love is not spiritual bypassing the far extreme that I have to ignore reality for love and light and never take responsibility. I will always believe in possibility. I will always believe in hope that that's how I've always been. But ignoring reality doesn't help us be with what's real. 
And to me, spirituality is about being with what's real. And love is not staying in toxic relationships when we see the red flags and and we think that we love somebody when in reality we are addicted to the emotional chaos and our subconscious is trying to right the wrongs of our past by seeking out similar uh, dynamics and rewriting history. It's like being a time traveler trying to fix the timeline, but you can't because the very nature of your time traveling means that you cause the future to happen. So what are some of the blocks that stop, stop people from soul searching? So fear is, by the way, when I speak of fear in this context, I'm not speaking of fear that is impulse of fear that is protective. I'm speaking of fear, fear as in false evidence appearing real. We have a 2 million year old brain and it is wired to keep us alive. Our brain is a duality organ, meaning it focuses on right or wrong, good or bad, this or that, all or nothing, more or less, safe or unsafe. Either or thinking is the ego, the ego sense of self. That's who we are when we are in our conditioning, when we are in our adaptive strategies and it's not our essence. So when you notice yourself going to all or nothing thinking or either or thinking, it's a really good sign that something old or some old programming or ego is running the show. Before we dive deeper into the ego, let's remember what let's remember that in the world of quantum science, there's a couple of things that have that has been proven. One is that time does not exist. Only now, this moment now. So there is no past, there is no future, there is just this moment here now. What we also know is that in quantum science, we all exist in the field and in the field, we are already connected to all that is creator, source, universe, divine, God, whatever you want to call that. We are all connected to it. Ego is more comfortable with the pain than the uncertainty of what change might bring. Ego's job is to protect you as a human being. When you look at a boxing game, the referee's number one priority is the safety of the boxers. So the ego is like the referee, meaning the ego is there on guard to protect and keep you safe. The ego is the gatekeeper of our inner children and teenagers guarding us. We need to let those part of us know it is now safe, that they can relax and have a rest. Assure them that it is safe to come back home and that they can trust us. Coming back to quantum science of now moment, since the only moment that exists is now, the ego is always trying to fix the past and doing its best to keep you safe. And 
if you do not get in touch with the wounded parts within you, if you do not give them a voice, those wounded parts of you will continue to run your life. And these parts of you are still looping around trying to fix the past. It's our responsibility to put a stop to the looping of the unfinished business by connecting with the separated, uh, separated aspects of ourselves. The more we collect these parts back, the more whole we become. This is our personal power. This is reclaiming our power. We are not trying to get rid of the ego. I believe there is wisdom and intelligence we can explore with curiosity and compassion. And we can take responsibility now and we can develop a healthy ego before we can fully integrate the ego. And the more you're aware and honoring your values, the less the ego steps in to protect your unconscious beliefs. And just a little side note, if you're not sure what your values are, I have a free course. Just go to soulsearching.space and you'll find the free course there. So our values are not nothing but a feeling of certainty about something. Our beliefs have nothing to do with reality. They are conditioned patterns inside of us. It's years of cultural programming, plus your ego's stories holding you back from becoming the person you truly are. The good news is that neuroplasticity is real and you can rewrite that very programming to actually serve you. No matter what our programs are, at the end of the day, all the spiritual traditions teach us that we have to show up and do the spacious and compassionate work for ourselves. It's about moving back to the middle ground where we can listen to ourselves and we can trust our, ourselves. That's really the work. If all of this sounds like a lot of work, it is. I'm not going to lie to you, but there is a reason it's called work. But as you evolve and grow and as you get better, it gets better. And what meaning do you attach to the word work? Does it encourage and uplift you or do you feel drained and depleted? So let's talk about what are some of the impacts of living with these blocks. So we end up looking for ourselves in the wrong places. We think that when someone stirs something in us, it's it's a bad thing. We we judge what we fear. The mind goes to towards the worst case scenario as a way to try and protect us. And we get confused about the messages from our higher self and we can't really differentiate the different voices and the different messages. We believe the condition love is still the same from childhood and we pass on these patterns. We focus on meaning, on attachment to meaning, attachment to things, thoughts, feelings, people, situations, circumstances, notions that are in the future, memories of the past, ideals we hold of ourselves and others and more. And we forget that in these attachment to meaning that, that that's what causes great suffering. 
we think that when we release attachment, we we release connection, but to release attachment is not to release connection because when we release our attachment, we may find that even with more grace and ease, we can connect to those around us. We have self-doubt. We think that having self-doubt is a signal to stop, but growth-minded people hear self-doubt and sees it as a signal to learn, to invest in themselves, to try and to experiment and to test Self-doubt will always be there. The question is, do you stop when you feel it or do you experiment? Do you feel the fear and do and be what you want to anyway? Or do you let the fear hold you back? That's how you can notice if you are in the either or thinking or if you're really like being with all of it. We are not properly taught what it means to be who we are. Instead, we are filled with stories and ideas that who we are is a loving person by someone who says, who says this is what a loving person is. And, and just a little side note here, there is no blame here on our caretakers. I truly believe that everyone is doing the best they can with the level of awareness they have. Another impact of living with these blocks is that we think that we don't want to deal with that anger or the loneliness or the emptiness, whatever feeling or emotion because of what he or she didn't do. So the heart is closed off from love, keeping love in a place when all it's keeping in place is something that is ultimately going to destroy what we wanted to keep in the first place. Or we think about a situation where we left the person thinking about what we should have said or what we should have done. We are reliving it over and over and over again. And we stay up in our mind and we get busy because we don't want to feel these uncomfortable emotions and feelings. What we don't want to see is that what is happening within us is that we are reminded of something that lives inside of us something we've never known or something we forgot about ourselves in our life because we separated ourselves from it by blaming the other person for the way we feel. And when we do that, we give our power away, focusing on circumstantial power instead of personal power. And then the ego is never ready. With the ego, it's either too soon or too late. It's never now. Have you noticed that? And just like everything in this world, an object in motion will stay in motion until acted upon by another force. Meaning, everything will stay as it is unless action is taken to change it. So what can we do and be? So rather than casting out the parts of ourselves that we once rejected. We work to reclaim those parts of ourselves that are afraid of being seen or heard or left behind. We allow and include them moment by moment, strengthening our capacity to coexist and co-create with, with what is. 
when that which is within you feels completely safe and has come back into full natural expression, then and only then will you be able to see it that the thing that happened happened for a reason. But to do this, you must first collect back the parts of your inner life that have split off and become a whole person again. This means validating what happened to you and allowing all of the feelings that you have surrounding it to come out however way they need to. And with no judgment, just love and support, embodying self-acceptance and self-love. And it takes practice. And as we talked about before, there is no past or future. There is just now. And what if pieces or parts of us we left behind along the way, we pick up, pick up these pieces and integrate them so that we can remember who we are and come home to ourselves and embrace our inherent wholeness. Inner wholeness is accepting all parts of ourselves. The truth sets us free. This is how we open to life where no one needs to be different before we are happy. This is living in liberation. It's about living that which you want to experience and that's where you integrate the work, you align, you practice. And self-responsibility is how we stop waiting for anything outside of us to change and show up today for ourselves, moment by moment. When we develop curiosity with, the, with our shadows, the judgment, the shame, the guilt, the resistance, the jealousy, the parts of us that was like, oh, this is a bad part of me, we cast those out. But when we develop the curiosity and let ourselves be seen, we become untouchable. If we are not curious, it becomes difficult for us to integrate them into who we are. We have to make peace with all parts of ourselves even the parts that we hate or parts that, that culturally were, we've been taught to hate. And we don't necessarily reparent our younger selves just, with, just by bubble baths. We do it by taking responsibility and showing all of our inner parts that they are safe with the adult that we are now. This isn't about fixing ourselves it's about bringing awareness and embodiment to reprogram the adaptive stories and biological responses that keep us from a life of liberation, wholeness, worthiness, and power. We all have a blueprint of health inside of us. We know, our body knows, our spirit knows how to come back to homeostasis. Your energies are your responsibility. So get quiet, give yourself space to pause and listen and bring awareness to your inner world. Journal, find what works for you. The trick is to deepen your trust so much that you can discern between when it's resistance or when it's aware awareness and your intuition. Persist in following your feelings and intuition they are your closest communication with the source. Rest and eat properly. 
recharge your mind, heart, and body's energy systems. Exercise or move your body daily. Your body is an energy system and it's an extension of your mind. Exercising or movement opens up the energy channels in your mind and your body. Remember, thought is energy and your mind is all over your body, in every cell of your body, not just in your brain. Everything is energy. Exercising or moving your body every day makes your mind and thoughts and feelings and emotions come into alignment. Your mind changes your body and your body changes your mind. One of the best ways to remember your true nature is by practicing meditation every day. Meditation puts you in touch with your higher self so that the insights, the guidance and wisdom that resonates with you can become you experientially in every cell of your body is no longer knowledge it's embodied wisdom for they become you you will no longer have to struggle to practice and remember them for they are you you become more conscious of your unconscious aspects by raising your aware awareness you do this by deciding to be aware of all your thoughts and actions be watchful and guide them. You enhance this great, greatly by meditation. Meditation connects you with source, lets you know your true nature, brings inspiration and shows you the ultimate reality. A daily combination of movement and meditation raises your energy levels and you are more aligned, leaving you in an extremely powerful position to coexist and co-create. Balance your soul, heart, mind, and body. Without a balance, you may experience being out of alignment. Spend time doing things related to all these aspects of you. For your body, take care of it, have fun with it, enjoy it, use it, exercise it, move it, feed it well, rest it. For your mind, continuously feed it with knowledge, exercise it, think properly and deliberately rest it. For your heart, connect and feel the sense of genuine connection with yourself and others. Allow yourself to be touched and affected by your experiences. For your spirit, learn about it, experience it, exercise it, meditate it and connect with it. And for all of them, listen to them and honor them and honor what they tell you and love them. Do you think it's a coincidence there's 24 hours in a day? Divide it by three and balance your heart, mind and body. All of this creates space for your soul, your spirit to come into alignment. This is really all about extracting information we we create a space where we become our own guide we we reclaim our power to consciously create a life we want to lead a space where we can find the hidden treasures and gems in all the evidence from our life from the way we want to be from the way we want to show up in the world we approach our conditioning consciously where we can be with what is as we stretch to the edges of our comfort zone and, and move through conditioning that is holding us back and opening portals to our desires. 
navigating and mastering our inner world, which then is reflected in our outer world. Remember that you already know what's best for you. You are your own best expert. If something resonated with you, take it with you and leave the rest. How can you practice and embody the experience of this resonance? May you awaken to the truth of who you are and have the courage to be who you came here to be and light the way for others to be and do the same. If you enjoyed being in this space and you feel called, please share this. Leave a review so more people can find it and benefit from it. And if you do leave a review, please feel free to send me an email about it so I can thank you personally at greetings at soulsearching.space. I believe we are spiritual beings having a human experience. So we'll explore topics about life, spirituality, being human and everything in between. If you want to join me on this journey, I would be so honored to walk this path with you. Thank you so much for being here with me. And thank you for your time and thank you for your presence. I am sending you so much love. Until next time, may you remember that your light, your love, your kindness, your presence makes a difference.